Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast with Jason and John. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Hopefully, it'll be an interesting episode for listeners this week. You can't start that before I open my drink, dude. You... So, what are we drinking? <laughs> well, I have today, Bridget found this for me. This is Hippo Size, is the brand. Hippo Size Jumbo Root Beer. Small bottle, big taste, since 1927. It's been around a long time. I've never heard of it before. But when I was a kid, I collected hippopotamuses. So it's a throwback root beer. Yeah, it's a throwback for me. So There you go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm about to try this root beer, and we'll see if it tastes any different than, you know, most of the root beer I have on this show. Hopefully it's as good as the memories of the hippos. Yeah, hopefully it is. And the verdict? It's good. It's not good. real strong. You know how sometimes they have kind of a bite to it? This one doesn't really have a, a bite to it. That's good. Yeah. Although I used to drink Barks a lot. Which is uh, I love Barks. Because Barks has bite. It does have bite. It also, I think it has caffeine too. So I don't do caffeine. Maybe this has caffeine. It's Who good knows? with bourbon too. Okay. I'll take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, I've got white rascal it's a it's a white ale from avery brewing in boulder colorado okay i am a big fan of avery they do some really really good stuff so i've actually had this before but i'm bringing it back because i like it and i'm hoping that if i drink something i like we'll have a better result because the last two weeks have not been nice no but it does have the word white in it and the, the white thing has not worked really since that arizona state series when you did the white what was it that you did the white oh that was the white johnny walker yeah yeah that worked really good though but we'll hope we'll so, hope this uh we'll hope this gets job done we'll keep we'll keep trying and maybe it'll come through so that's right so yeah if you like uh if you like white ales it does have a little bit of a peppery kind of finish to it it's okay. pretty good so i'll take your word for it you don't want to try some no. No. <laughs> no. I'm just glad the root beer doesn't taste like hippopotamus because that would not be That would not that be doesn't pleasant. sound appetizing well, at all. Not at all. All right. So the dreaded talk about the last two games that I don't really want to talk about because well, it didn't just, go. I'll just say I picked that we would. Not that I'm happy about this. I just I predicted on last week's episode that we would get swept this week. That's right. Although I will tell you they... They could have proved me wrong either of those games. They had an opportunity to win. Both games were they really very, did. very close. Yep. Uh, one goal loss on Friday, and then, you know, I was really impressed with the way they battled back. They were down by two in the third. Uh, two pretty quick goals by North Dakota. Yep. And yet, you know, we got a power play goal on... We were on the five on three, I think. No. I think the. I, I think one re- of them got back, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Right. Uh, but yeah, so we got the power play goal to get within one and then we pulled Evan and it worked out for us. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, you're just kind of dreading that you're waiting for the inevitable empty net goal and they got the job done on that one. Yeah. It was a, you know, it was kind of a little bit of a, I know the announcers were talking about being like a lucky play. I, I, I don't know. I mean. He fought hard, and he was in the slot, and the I'm, puck goes off his skate and right to his stick. And I'm really excited because Tristan Keck hasn't had a lot of 
puck luck this season. And he's a guy. I mean, I can't and he say, missed. A, he missed the. He was the one who missed the uh, breakaway earlier in the game. Oh, too. He's had a number of breakaways this mm-hmm. season where he's going. And you're just like there was. I remember there was one up at uh, St. Cloud in the first half of the season, and he was all alone. And you're like, just it could turn the momentum if he gets it. It yeah. just didn't quite go in, and he hasn't had luck with those this year. So it was nice to see him. Uh, it was nice to see him get that uh, late in the third to send it at overtime. Yeah, I would say of all the players, he's probably had the most breakaway opportunities. He has. Just fortunately, kid hasn't finished on just hasn't quite. Yeah, hasn't quite been able to put it away. So I'm I'm glad he got that because that was a little bit of redemption for for the the kind of the tough season he's had this year. He's right. He's played so well, and he's he's one of the guys who hustles out there every single game, and you know, it just hasn't. uh, always shown up on the score sheet for him. So I was really excited that he got that one. Sadly, we lost early in overtime, which seems to happen. Yeah. It's, it's either happens like right away in overtime or like it goes the full overtime. And then, you know, team, both teams are tied after that. You know how it is. It's just like, it either happens all the time. We haven't or... made it to a shootout yet though. It, we did make it to a shootout. Didn't did we? we make it to a shootout? Yeah, we made it to a shootout against Colorado College in the first half of the season. Oh, yeah, no, I remember that one. Remember the the, the yeah. first game against them. Yeah. And that's but we haven't had and we won the shootout and that's the only I think that's the most successful overtime we've had this season. Union it's... Union the the very first regular season game when we thought the team looked like they were going to do pretty good, we tied at Union in that very first Right which I can't remember if I was sitting here watching that at your house and we recorded the podcast. I, it must have been the... Yeah, no. Yeah. It might have been. Well, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been too but, long ago. October seems like... It's, it's been a long was, season, That was dude. 21 podcast episodes. It has been. It has been. So, anyway, we had an opportunity in both of those games this weekend and we just yeah. couldn't quite get it done. So, that's been, a, that's been one of the tough stats this year is I think we've won two games total all season long on the road. Yeah. I think the good news that came out of it was fairly early on in the first period of Friday's game, because we let in like 40 shots on him. I think in that game. Yeah, it was. was... Evan got the record for career shot, the career shots uh, for a goaltender for UNO. So that was kind of a nice thing for him. Uh, I think, He's put in a lot of work, and I think that that is very much a, a deserved place for him to be uh, in the in the history of UNO hockey. Yeah, hopefully, you know, our goaltenders, you know, next season and beyond don't have to face that many shots on an annual basis. I was very impressed that we were even remotely in that when, especially after that, that first period. I mean, I think they had, like, 30-some shots at the end of the second. I was like... Yep. Because at that point, I tweeted, like, the game could end now, and it would it would be bad. And we've still got a whole other period to go, and they're going to put, like, 20 more shots on us. Yeah, I mean, they were on pace to put, like, 60 shots up on us. And we've had games where yep. they've come awfully close. Yep, so that's awesome that he's the all-time saves leader for UNO. Beating Dan Ellis. Yeah. Now, and Ellis Ellis was only here three seasons. And Evan's been a starter for four, hasn't he? Yeah, he has been. Yeah. And he's logged 
He's logged most of the minutes for UNO over the last four seasons. Yeah. He will be missed. So one of the controversial things that happened in the game, yeah, obviously for people who weren't able to watch, maybe we're listening to the radio or something, was uh, fairly late in the game on Saturday. North Dakota player comes in. I think fairly, you know, good intentions of, you know, not wanting to to run into him, but he leaves his feet, tries to jump over Evan, uh, ends up hitting Evan in the head. There was no call on the play. Right. Apparently, they went to a hockey game and a track meet broke out. Right. So, yeah, they were trying to hurdle. There, there was the hundred meter <laughs> hurdles, and uh, he kicked the bar. Yeah. A lot of fans. So were they went back and that. reviewed it, and they ended up giving him only a two minute penalty. Right. Do a lot you of, think? A lot of what fans do you think of that? that should have been a five minute major. Do you think it should have been? Sure, I'll say that. Okay. Because <laughs> I would have liked to have been on a five-minute power play. So. That certainly would have helped us out. <laughs> well, I think the reason why a lot of UNO fans feel that way is because, you know, we've had a lot of calls go against us that didn't seem that bad, but there was contact to the head. Yeah. You know? And so and... they called a five-minute. It was like a zero-tolerance policy that they had for most of the season. And this one, they spent a lot of time looking at that. I mean, Galt got kicked out for one that the guy didn't even... He got back up, finished the shift, got off. I mean, he didn't miss anything. And it was... Right. They went back and looked and tossed him for contact to the head. So we've talked before on, on podcast episodes and stuff just about the our frustration with the consistency from game sure. to game on some of those things, especially those types of things. And for me, like I'm just looking at going, I appreciate that he probably, that he didn't, I don't think he had any intention of no, doing it, was, it. Like if you look at it just in terms of intent, I right. don't think he didn't intend that at all. So. But the rule doesn't say anything about intent. No. And it's a clear charging call. I mean, he leaves his feet and makes contact with a player, which is the definition of charging. Right. Um, and the, the contact to the headpiece says if the principal point of contact is the head area, right. It should be contact to the head. Well, the only part he made contact with was, was the, the head. head. Yeah. So I still don't see how the referees look at that and say, eh, two minutes. That's all. I will tell you, it does kind of seem like the last and, and disagree with me if you will, but it does seem like the last few weeks they've swallowed their their whistle a little bit more. We haven't seen a lot of the, as much of the ticky-tacky stuff. Yeah, I think they've put a little bit more focus on some of the bigger stuff. Right. Um, and I think that's good. I mean, little, you know, yeah. little slashes and hooks away from the play aren't, you know, you know, aren't a big thing, but right. when a guy's got a puck and a scoring opportunity, you have to make that kind of call, right? Sure. And I can understand that they probably were looking at it going, we don't want to be the decision. Like, we don't want right. our decision to be the one that dictates the result of the game type of situation. Right. But. Especially with, especially considering that we have the, you know, NCHC playoffs coming up. Yeah. And at that point in time, well, this was Saturday, so it was already locked, the, the, Basically, everything was locked up other than right. But what I'm saying is, depending on what they call, right? You know, North Dakota might not have that player available to them next weekend. It's possible, and you know, I really hope that the league goes back and looks at it and and 
Yeah, hopefully by the time we post this podcast, there's an announcement from the NCAC yeah. that says, <laughs> by the way, this guy's suspended. But because it really should have been. I mean, I feel bad for the kid, and I feel bad that yeah. North Dakota would have to be you know without him. But I'm a rules guy. Like it's, that to me was letter to the law. I don't see since they've been calling a lot of that kind of stuff during this yeah. season so far. You're like, well, continue to call it. Why and. It worries me a little bit just going into the the conference tournament. Right. Is are we now in a position where we've said, okay, we're it's gonna have to be, you know, it's gonna have to be major. It's gonna have to be, you know, I, really, really bad for us to call it contact today because we would, don't want to kick someone out in a conference tournament game. I would I would I would tend to lean that way. See, and I don't like that. If it's a penalty on the first game of the season, it's a penalty at the last game of the season, it's a penalty in every conference game. I know, but nobody wants to have that on their... I know. You know, on their conscience, yeah. But the players play the game. I know. And they know the rules as well as anyone else, so... Well, well, we say this, and then they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll, you know, have a string of five-minute majors when we're up at Duluth next weekend, so... Yeah, I mean, it's... The ones that were obvious to me, like there were some where I'm like, okay, that sucks. But yeah, he made contact with the head. There was one, Jones got tossed out on one that the player was leaning forward. Well, yeah, I mean, when he's leaning forward and you're already right. coming to make the hit, it he's leaning into you and his head is low. Like there's some responsibility from the forward, but yeah, and you by talk- letter of the law, Jones should have been tossed. Right. And he was, and I hate it, but... I understand it. And sure. This is one that I hate it, and then I don't understand it because <laughs> it didn't end up the way. Yeah. And I had some people were telling me like, well, if that was you know, if that was Morelli leaping over the North Dakota goaltender, then it would have been, it would have been like a thirty second discussion and toss the guy right. Right. And that's the part of me that. I can't argue that against them because I've seen these things going, why is it that we seem to get the short end of the stick? And then I sure you the exact same thing happens and it's two minute penalty instead of a five. I know. So I know it makes you a little cynical. It's just frustrating. I know. Standpoint. And we've had a lot to be frustrated about about. this season. So it's it's, it's not like we need need anything more. more to be frustrated about. So we end the regular season. 920, 922 and three. Yep. It's the fewest regular season wins we've had since the 2003-2004 season. We won seven games in the regular season that season, and then we went and played a playoff series at Michigan where we uh, won a one of the games in that uh, three-game series with them. And so that took the total to eight. So... So we're game we're a game ahead of that, but that happened to be Mike Gabinet's senior season. So it's it's kind of a tough run for the guys this year, especially in the second half. They played well against Denver last weekend. They right. played well against North Dakota this weekend. So they oh, had yeah. a couple of good series. They, They're playing good hockey right now. That's right. for sure. Unfortunately, in those four games, they were only able to come out with a tie. And now we have to go to Duluth. Now we got to go to Duluth. Which I mean, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's thankfully Miami did not win any games or get any points this weekend, so we won the various tiebreakers against them, and we ended up seventh, and we get to go to Duluth. 
So that's our reward. We don't <laughs> we don't have to play St. Cloud, but we got to play Duluth. So <laughs> right. But you know, well, I'm sure. Well, we'll talk about. Yeah, Duluth we'll talk about that more later. But get to Duluth, but exactly. So we go to Duluth. <clears throat> Ohio goes to St. Cloud. Cloud. We've got. Cairo College like a playing surging, Denver A surging again. Colorado College will be playing. It reminds me, there was one of those seasons where it felt like, I think maybe we ended the season with Denver, and then we had to go on the road and play Denver. And it was it like, was last season, yeah. It feels like we you know, played them, you know, how many well, times? Well, and I think that, I think we had a, we had a series against them in February, yeah. and then we played them back-to-back. We played them the last regular oh, yeah. season game, and then we played them My the gosh, first was that last game. season, or was that... I want to say it was last season, but it might have been the season before. I cannot remember. Are you pulling it up? I'm pulling it up. Good. Then Just because we, all of our we... fact checkers out there are going to like... Uh, no, we actually went to North Dakota for the NCHC playoffs last year, but I remember that season. It was like... I just felt like I was... Uh, Western Michigan the year before that. Okay, we're getting here. I don't have too many more. We finished at Denver that year. I think it was the, it must have been the 20, it was the 20, yes, we did. Okay, the 2015-16 season. There we go. We finished at Denver on March 4th and 5th, and then we had to go back Back out to Denver, Denver and we played an NCHC series against them on March 11th and 12th. So that was brutal. That was brutal. Yeah, it's always hard playing the same team. Yeah, it is. Well, and Denver's got that again, because they just finished up a series with Cairo College, because that's their travel partner. They haven't looked terribly impressive the last few weeks. Denver. Mm, they're beatable. They well, definitely are beatable. Obviously, because yeah. Cairo College beat them. Yeah. Now, the one thing is I think that I got to imagine Denver's not happy right now losing to Cairo College. I, so. I feel like they're going to be one of those teams that, because we've seen this in the NCHC before, where you've got a team that's kind of doing so-so at the end, and you're like, how are they going to do? And then I, you know, they turn it on in the NCAA tournament. And I think that that's... Very, very possible with that team. And obviously knowing as many people as I do back home in Colorado, there's a lot of talk about the team needing emotion, that they've just been kind of flat yeah. the last three or four weeks. And so that may be the jolt that they needed sure. to finish that way. And I mean, you had a chance to, going into the weekend, you had a chance to be second. Yep. So They did. We we had a, we had a chance to go out there and play if we'd uh, finished seventh. So Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. So we've got some, we've got a former Maverick. Yes. And a, and future a Maverick. new Maverick to yep. talk about. Yes, as we call that old bull and future bull, which you and I want to call old bull and new bull, but we were told. We were told we weren't allowed to. No, that's, that's not the official hashtag. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both named Austin. So one that yes. fans are very familiar with. Austin, Austin Ortega, Ortega is our old bull. California hot sauce. California hot sauce. We have a sign for that still. I know. Maybe I, I should that. ship it out to Germany. So he got uh, he got loaned out, which is a really interesting thing because we don't see that here in the States. Um, basically what it is is that he gets to play with another team, but that team doesn't pay him and doesn't own his So he's been playing in Sweden this season. Yep. And the Swedish team, which is the, I can't pronounce the... I'm not even going to try. Lakers. I can do the Lakers part. So he played 31 games with them, and then he's on loan to the Ice Bar in Berlin or Berlin. I haven't, I don't know. 
I don't the know, polar why we, bears. Why did we pick a guy in the Euro League? I don't know. Are they the? Well, you know what I love about those Euro Leagues? I love the jerseys with all of those. They look like a NASCAR. They're like NASCAR jerseys. Yeah, right? they're awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. I want one of those. But Austin Ortega is well, and they have the they have the one player that doesn't have a number, which I think is always cool in the Berlin League. Really? What is the one player with no? Oh yeah, the top scorer doesn't have a number. Oh, I and I noticed that jersey that said top, top scorer, score. but I wasn't paying. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the top scorer gets this like emblem thing on his back <laughs> and not a number. And it's is, really kind of crazy. That is so weird. But I honestly, I love it. I mean, I don't know. Do they not scout? Is that why? Because I don't know. I mean, we went into every game even in, when I was coaching high school stuff and was like, yeah, we know exactly who on that team is the top scorer. You don't need to put it. But here in this jersey. league, they just they advertise it. Top scores. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's fan friendly that way. Just so you know, this is the guy who should be scoring goals. So if he's not, there's something terribly wrong. In case you accidentally wandered into the arena, you know what this it's is like? the guy it's you like, have to watch. I think I've told you my my uh, my uh, Bridget's brother, Sean, who passed away almost two years ago now, uh, was a press officer for cycling teams. And it's almost like the, you know, the yellow jersey after they win a, <laughs> after they win a stage. This guy gets top score. But yeah. looking at Austin Ortega, he may be the top scorer. Yeah, so he Fairly had soon. in his in the most recent game this this past week, uh, he had three goals and an assist. Uh, the last one being an empty net goal. Uh, the first one being a really nice power play goal. Yep. Kind of a, it was kind of remind me a little bit of Pope last season. It does it where he's firing those, from the point. Yep, yeah, exactly. It was they were pretty goals. Yeah. Uh, so he has five goals, eight assists in six games with the Polar Bears. That's awesome. And that's better. So he's doing really good in that league. Because when we, he was with the Swedish team in 31 games, he had three goals and nine assists. So five games in Berlin, he's lighting it up. He's and back hopefully he's legs. just finding his legs there. Because I hope so too. European leagues are very much a. They should work for him. They're yep. They're fast. They rely a lot on skating and speed, and not as much on physicality on the big side because he's a because he's a small guy he's one of those small forwards and we talked about joey martin last week he was one of those small kind of forwards you know under six foot who the the small speedy guys tend to do well in those euro leagues so i'm excited to see him doing well i miss i miss tweeting out my you know ortega you know california hot sauce little graphic every time he did something great in a game that was so much fun and and we got to do that quite often. I know. It was fun. He was, he was one of our favorite players, so we loved him. So our future bull is another Austin, and that's Austin Roden. Yes, and he's and the new goaltender. I can say, fans have been asking us about this about next year. Because and... we know that we're getting Isaiah Seville, who's been a well, statistical <laughs> giant in Tri-City. We expect that he's coming here. We expect. We, we worry when we read some of these analysis sites where they talk about, you know, maybe Seville should just go directly to the NHL. HL, we're like. Yeah. No. So who knows? Austin Roden could be the guy. Well, yes, because we've got Tomek playing back in Europe. Yep. At the international tournament. We 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 and uh, we don't know if he we assume he's coming back, but what if he decides to go play pro? He's he's an older that's guy. That's happened. I've and, yep. I mean there was oh, Maine lost a guy two years ago. Uh Connecticut lost three guys that they sent over to play there that they had brought in that just weren't getting a lot of, I mean, they were just low guys and they went over there and played and decided, yeah, well, we're just going to stay here. Yeah. So it's definitely an option for him. So you never know. So, but concerning, but Austin Roden the plan right a- now is that we'll have Tomek back. We'll have Seville here and Roden rounds out 
our goaltending yeah. core. And I feel like, and this is just my prediction early on, I feel like he's we're gonna we're gonna see quite a bit of him in the lineup next season. I'll be interested to I'm not necessarily sure that, you know, Gabinet and company are gonna ride one goaltender the way that they did Evan Winninger. I think they're gonna wanna give some of these other guys some looks just in case. You know what I'm saying? Just just I, in case. I think that that's up to the that's up to these three. It is. It's up to how they play and how they perform. If Seville we, comes in playing the way he's playing for Tri City right now, it, it's going to be sorry, like, yeah, but these guys he'll got be no shot. Like, yeah, exactly. But you know, we going into this season, we thought that Tomek was going to be a guy who saw more playing time than he did, and it it didn't end up panning out. So you just but a lot of that was because he didn't, and I think that's. That's plan, one of the things that I we get heard, the feeling yeah. the plan coming in was that Evan wouldn't have to play every game. Right. He get, you know, some breaks and stuff in, in take some the of the season, pressure off of him. Yeah. It, it never seemed to me like the coaching no. staff was comfortable with Tomek and they that. never seemed and it particular... never really seemed like Tomek was comfortable there. No, they never seemed particularly comfortable with him. Yeah. And, and so maybe that's just the system him coming in and, and He's just, you know, getting used to it type of thing. And that that very well may be the case. And, right. And next year he may be, you know, a lot better. You know, he gets some playing time and stuff because I think it's good that he goes over there and he actually gets to play. Sure. But we just don't know. We just, we don't know if they're coming back and we, we don't know how well they're going to perform when they get here. And like we said, the good news is we've got Austin Roden coming in and this guy plays in the British Columbia Hockey League. It's a junior hockey league that, we're familiar with because a number yep. of our players come from that league. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of our favorite players this season, Taylor Ward, played for the Pennington Bees in the BCHL. Mm-hmm. So Austin Roden plays for the Merritt Centennials. This is his second season. He split time between the Nanamo Clippers and the Merritt Centennials last season. Uh, he, in 42 games, he has a 2.95 goals against average. And a .912 save percentage. And you're like, what else you got for me here, John? I got other stats. Would you like some of these stats? (laughs) His 9.31 save percentage last season ranked him second overall among goaltenders in the BCHL. Now, the BCHL is not a league that's known for having these kind of lights out, you know, lock it down, you know, defensive core and kind of say mostly really good goaltenders are going to one of the other junior leagues right but here's the thing yep he's definitely got some talent he definitely does and i don't think you know hopefully seville and tomek have have the mental presence enough to know that he's gonna push them he will like you're not you're game you're I know coach talks about this and stuff, but your job is not locked up. This kid could Absolutely. be their starting goaltender. He's known for being a hard worker. Mm-hmm. I heard him referred to as a workhorse. And that's the kind of goaltender. It's it's kind of reminds me of back in the, you know, 05, 06, 07, 08 time frame. Back when we had uh Jeremy DuPont was the hot goaltender prospect coming in. And Jared Kaufman was kind of the, you know, workhorse backup. And Jared Kaufman kind of became the guy during those years just because he worked his way into the lineup and and hard work and tenacity paid off so right. you never know in in this situation what will happen it'll be obviously it'll depend on what uno looks like next season and they may look very different offensively and defensively next season yeah it's just hard to say well, they're gonna look different because there's a lot they're of definitely gonna look yeah we're hoping they look different next season yeah that too it'll be it'll be fun with those fresh faces so 
So yeah, so Austin Roden is the the new goaltender. We got him like week before. There was a flurry of recruits a week or two ago. A couple, yeah. So, so yeah. Well, so we get to break some bad news to the the fan we base. We do get we? to break some bad news, unfortunately. Yes, and people this is probably, the downer portion of the uh, Mav Puck cast. There will not be a skate with the Mavs well, single this tier. season. No, we we knew that it was canceled during our you know blizzard well they said postponed that's yes, the word postponed. they used but then this last week people had their credit cards refunded for the dollar amount that they had spent on tickets for their their kids to right. skate to with skate. the mavs and you know it's sad it's unfortunate because what we heard at the blue line club dinner was from coach saying you know they wanted to do more of these types of things so yeah you know with him saying that i was optimistic that they'd find a way to maybe do one after this the happen. season yeah. or something yeah yeah or say okay well we can't do this but maybe we can do something else yeah um but nope sadly unfortunately the seniors will leave and and they don't get you know a last chance for the kids to kind of say goodbye and hang out with them and so it's always kind of a fun way for the kids to get to kind of skate and hang out with those seniors yeah it's always fun for our nieces and nephews i like to have the chance to kind of say hi to those guys and tour the locker room yeah again get some pictures it's always fun i would say this i like you said, Mike Gabinet said at the dinner with the Mavs a couple weeks ago that they hope to do more of this fan engagement stuff right next season. And so I hope maybe they'll plan out some of these sorts of events early on, get them on a calendar. I know other college hockey teams do that where, you know, in October, you know what all the events and all of the kind of the special occasion nights are going to be. From yeah, the get-go, like you the, can plan for them. Yeah, yeah. this is when the Leap for a Cure night's going to be. And this is when and Star is... Wars night's going to be. Right. Those kinds of things. So you can... Yeah. So it's not like you just, you know, it's like, oh, boom, we're going to do this. And we announced the week before. And, you know, some people know, but a lot of people don't know. This way, you know, have right. the chance to, you know, kind of put it in with the season tickets even would be a wonderful thing. That way people could plan on these things and know that yeah. they're going to happen. And obviously you can't, you know, you can't determine what the weather is going to be months in advance. But it would be nice if they scheduled like a skate with the Mavs a little bit earlier and then maybe they had like a makeup date like a couple weeks later, you know? I remember the Los Angeles Dodgers used to do, they used to do Dodger Dog Nights where mm-hmm. the Dodger Dogs were a dollar. Yeah. And <laughs> there was a trick that a lot of people didn't know, if, but if you had season tickets or if you bought tickets off of a season ticket holder was that there was a hot dog at the bottom of the ticket and that was the dodger dog nights okay and so even though they didn't announce it it was this like underground oh see those in the know knew that if you wanted to go to dodger dog night you just had to find the tickets that had the hot dog on them and that was the dodger it was like a dan brown da vinci code kind of a (laughs) kind of a thing where we're analyzing the symbols ah this is when dollar dog night is. yeah we didn't have to hold it up to a mirror upside down or or anything like that but yeah it, it was Speaking of fan engagement, I'm going to throw this one out at you because you weren't prepared for this, but this just okay. popped into my head. The Omaha Lancers announced for next season yeah. that each, with each paid adult season ticket, right. you can get a student or child season ticket for a dollar per game. dollar per game. Right. I mean, that's for a team that's trying to get butts in the seats. That's, it's, a, it's a great way. Yeah. 
It was, and I, yeah. The thing that gets me is like, okay, so I understand it's a business and you want to make money. Sure. And I've had people like, I can't believe they're doing this. They're going to lose so much money. I'm like, no, no. they're not. Do you have kids? Have you? Do I, you understand how much a game I hear? Can I have? Can I have? Can I have? Oh, can I have? Can I have? I see all the concessions your kids come back with. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it is. I mean, a, you you sometimes I you get a, a tub of popcorn. Other times you get the little chicken nugget, you know, basket. Yeah. Oh yeah. When we bring our nieces and nephews, yeah, we get stuff all the time. We have to. We have to run from you know my oldest hockey game straight to a UNO sure. game. So we eat at the rink, or yeah. you know we found funnel fries and those things are like cocaine and they're crazy addicting and you know they're really good and you know, we found stuff that we like there and even yeah. if it's just simple like we want dipping dots and we want ice cream and we want all this little stuff and sure you know our daughter put on her christmas uh, i think it was her christmas list maybe my birthday doesn't matter um but she wanted a jersey yeah so there was yep. one game where we went into the shop and bought her a jersey and gave it to her for her birthday or yep. something so um, if you have, I mean, the, a lot of that stuff comes yeah, up. Yeah, if you have the families there, mm-hmm. and it, it helps you grow the next generation. And I think next generation of fans, and I think people sometimes discount, you know, how important that is. Because I mean, we kind of saw that that this last weekend with the Big Ten playoffs, uh, Minnesota was hosting Michigan, and somebody posted a picture of the Friday night game, and obviously they were going against the uh, state. High school hockey championships, <laughs> yeah. which is huge, which up sold there. out the Excel Center. But yeah, I saw the panorama that Gopher Puck Live had before uh, of the at faceoff of that Minnesota game, and there were like maybe maybe a couple hundred people in Mariucci Ice Arena, yeah. and it was, I mean, it's just amazing against Michigan, which is a you know perennial be been a good it's program. conference game. It's tournament. It's yeah, but they don't include the tickets in the playoff package, and the tickets were thirty bucks. Yeah, per person, and that's a hundred and twenty dollars to bring a family. I mean, it's just amazing. When I think back to my first UNO hockey tickets, it was eight fifty per seat per game, and you had like twenty games. So each season ticket was like hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy bucks. Okay, I mean, it's amazing how you can spend that on one game at some of these venues now. So yeah. it's nice what the Lancers are trying to do to try to get the families to come back to the games. Cause that's a, that's an important thing for your future band base, the fan base to have those kids. Yeah. There. And I like that they're, you know, they're putting it out there and yeah, you know, it's an opportunity to get, I like that it's eligible for renewals too. Yeah. So if you're renewing and you're a season that's ticket cool holder. Too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, cause we've talked about that on the yeah. podcast about, you know, when they did the, was it, it was, was it black Friday that they did that second half deal? Yeah. And Bridget, yeah, Bridget got those. Jumped uh, on some of those, right? Got some of those, yeah. So, I mean, that's our, our our gripe back then was, you know, as a season ticket holder, that kind of devalues what we, you know, we spent all this money to have a full season and I could have just waited and got a Black Friday yeah. deal and saved a ton of money. Sure. And, I mean, I wouldn't do that, but. Right, we wouldn't. But, but some you're people... essentially telling people like this may exist. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not good at saying these are the things that are coming this season. Right. So no one can really plan on things. Right. And if they did it before, maybe they'll do it again. So maybe I don't need to buy my season. That happened downtown when we were at the CenturyLink Center right. during those years as people just oh. kind of hedged their bets. You know? uh, we didn't. Like we go to a ton of games yeah. when they were down at the clink. And we I never I had season tickets because I could buy them on the, the newspaper auction site. Yeah, and year. there were I know I know other people who did that yeah. too. Yeah. So we bought them on that we 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 won them on auction and we ended up with 
I think it was like half price basically uh, is what we ended up winning them for. And then after that, I was like, no one comes to these games. And so we were like, do you want to renew? I'm like, no, because I can go. And then they started doing the thing where 30 minutes before the game, you could get upper bowl tickets for five bucks. Yeah. So you go down there and you hang out at a bar, get some food, walk over 30 minutes before the game, get in for five bucks. You sit in the upper bowl for... And then everybody would move and down. And then you move down. See, there was a season where they did what were called Red Army tickets. So they were at the upper bowl end where the Red Army sat. Okay. And all of those sections, there were like five or six sections right around the Red Army, you could get $99 season tickets. So we did that, that one season. Okay. And we, we didn't just get our two. We ended up getting um, a bunch for um, uh, the girl, you know, Lauren and her family sisters. And yeah, stuff. the right. family came. We got, we got tickets for them to come too. And that's part of the part of the way that they became good fans were those cheap tickets. But right. the university looked at that and they're like, oh, well, we sell these $99 season tickets and then people are just moving down to the good seats in the lower bowl because there were ample seats in the arena right. to be able to do that. So yeah, that's you always have to be careful about the discounts and freebies, but it'll be interesting to see because it's always interesting to see what the Lancers... How this pans out. Yeah, how them. this pans out. What kind of success they have with those. Let's like get tongue-tied there. Yeah. Is so, all we have left to talk about Duluth? Yes. Will it be our final right. series of the season? Won't it be? It's playoff time. Our final series of the season. I need know. some like playoff music here. This is your play. Are you going to play something playoff. optimistic or is it going to be a funeral dirge? Well, well, what do you think? Well, I think that we've won two games on the road this season. And that was the reason why I picked that we would get swept at North Dakota last this last weekend. Despite the fact that we played really well We're in North playing Dakota. our best hockey, though. We are. We're playing much better hockey than we were early on in the season. We match up pretty well with Duluth. We match um, up pretty well with Duluth. The question is, are they going to be mad after getting swept by St. Cloud this weekend? Yeah, I mean, they'd probably, they'll probably want another... They'll want another shot at St. Cloud, but the weird thing about these, okay, they talk about them in in college basketball because brackets are coming. And sure, I love college basketball time of season. Um, There's always the the twelve seven, the seven twelve matchup. Yeah, you'll you'll get you'll get. um, Yeah, you'll get. There's there's certain matchups. It's like the seven ten matchup. Is that what it is? The seven, yeah, five, twelve, seven, ten. Yeah, yeah. Those, those I mean, are the ones where you get the upset specials. That's, that's you, what makes that NCAA insane. March Madness so exciting. You know, one versus sixteen is like a given. Well, see here, my point is, is that I think that the, I think that a two-seven matchup in a tournament is more risky than like the, than the one. One eight or even the three. Like, or even like the four or five matchup. Right. Like four or fives, I feel the team that's in fourth knows that this team's coming in is good. So in our conference So they prepare well. So in our conference, yeah, you you pretty much know that what is the four or five matchup this week? Uh North Dakota Western Michigan. Okay, why the hell on the College Hockey News website is it showing that Denver's in fourth and Western's at wait a minute. Did they not update? I don't. I don't think they did. 
Or did? No, it is Dem- it's Denver, it North Dakota. It is, okay. It is Denver, North Dakota. That's where people That's are just right. like... Because they got swept by Colorado College. So people are just like rolling points. their eyes. They're rolling their eyes in the podcast at Feel us right now. Podcast. You guys know what the hell you're talking about? Yes, we do. We're making this up as we go along. So yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup, that Denver, North Dakota matchup. I'll take North Dakota in that one. I'll take I North- love Denver, but I'll take North Dakota. I'll take North Dakota in that one, too. Them. Where are they in the pairwise? Pair- where are they in the pairwise right now? Uh, they went into the weekend nineteen. Am I gonna have to look? I'm gonna look this up because I forgot to look it up. Five. No, cause see, little one. So we're looking. We're looking. Are they don't, tied for seventeen? I don't know. Don't try and do a bunch of dude. Don't try a bunch of. I'm trying to do math in my head, man. Don't do any. Okay. So trying to do pairwise math in my head. Come on, North Dakota. According to College Hockey News, is in 18th right now. Ouch. All right. And so, Denver's in 7th. So anyway. You have to be top 15. At least. At least. Because you don't know how many auto bubble. bids. You'll, you'll have to deal with that, that Atlantic Hockey auto bid. But you never know if there's going to be some funky upset out in like Hockey East. Because right. we saw that last season where BC and BU were on the outside looking in. And I believe BU got the auto bid from that conference. So I would I would never discount like either of those... Going into going into the series with us this weekend, what I saw was that North Dakota's got two ways in, basically. Yeah. Way one is to win the conference. Everyone has that way in. And way two was to Be get this. to the championship, lose in the championship, but get help from Penn State and Harvard mostly. Yeah. If you like if they go out to Denver and they get a sweep over Denver, that I would imagine will help there. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, we're not going to go through all the scenarios, but they've got a long way to go. They They got to go from 18 to at least 15, at least not 13, 14, maybe. Yeah. My guess is 14 get in. I don't know that 15 will get, I think 15 will be first out. Yeah. That's the way I have it shaped up. That's that. Remember last year, that's what happened. It was, it was crazy that way. There's one year that it was 12. There were so many upsets in conference tournaments. It ended up that 13 was first out. It's crazy. It's, it can be nuts out there. So, well, so in our, in our in our focus right now is Omaha Duluth. Well, well let's before we get to Omaha. <laughs> okay, hold on here. <laughs> since since we talked about North Dakota Denver, we might as well just take picks for the rest of the the teams, right? Yeah, and let's, we'll let's finish with ours. All right, yeah. so we both have North Dakota. Yeah. Yes. Or are you gonna take Denver? Uh, are you gonna switch already on it? Well, the problem is I'm going to the NCHC Frozen Face Off, and I don't. <laughs> I thought it'd be more relaxing. You don't want to do North Dakota. I thought it'd be more relaxing if there if North Dakota wasn't there. <laughs> it'd be kind of a calmer environment. There'd be you know more room to kind of you know move around. That, that's really selfish, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna go with North Dakota. All right, so we both take North Dakota there. Yep. Uh, let's do Western Colorado College. Western and Colorado College. At Western, I don't know. That's that's a t- Western. Those both of those Western's teams. Western's been you, struggling, man. You know what's interesting about that matchup? Those teams are both kind of enigmas. I mean, Western has been struggling. They did take care of business against Miami, which I mentioned on the podcast last week. I wasn't sure that they would do. I thought Miami might come out with a win or a tie on Senior Night or something, right. but that didn't happen. So you got Western against Colorado College. That is a it's a very interesting matchup. I'm going to take CC. Oh, you're going to go for 
Wow, you're going for two upset specials here. I'm going to go with Western. I'm going to say Western gets the job done. At home? At home. Okay. Against CC. Although I said on Twitter like a week or two ago that I thought Colorado College was going to be the most dangerous low seed. That's... In the NCHC playoffs, they're and clicking, I, I and Leclerc's playing well in net. So that's kind. Of, and Leclerc's really the the he's the key. He's the linchpin for me. Well, and and in postseason hockey, you've got to have good defense and good goaltending, which right. is something that they have. So forget it. I'm I'm going to go with Colorado College, like you. I will go okay. with two upset specials. I'm changing. So we're my both mind. doing upsets in the middle of the bracket. I don't. I don't want. I don't All right. want Western to win. We'll okay, s- we'll yeah. skip. We'll, we'll skip you and skip for ours moment. for right okay. now. So St. Cloud, Miami. Oh yeah, St. Cloud. <laughs> I say, mean, I that would be the upset of all upsets. Um, I don't see how Miami gets out of St. Cloud. You know, we so say that now, and they'll go in there I know, and they'll win on Friday, and we'll be they'll like, make liars out of what us. The but St. Cloud looks really good. If they do, I don't think Miami wins. I think St. Cloud loses if they lose. <laughs> it they they control this game right now, and they're yeah. looking really good. And if they can't. I mean, if they can't do it, they don't deserve it. Right. For sure. But, and they're getting in no matter what. So they don't have a whole lot to play for, but I just don't see the talent on Miami to, to pull that off in St. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, maybe if they put together like a, just a spectacularly good game, maybe they get one game and they they catch St. Cloud sleeping, but St. Cloud hasn't, St. Cloud hasn't let up. That's the thing. They haven't let up here at the end of the season. Like some see, they teams. keep coming at you even they when they get multiple goal leads. Like so. we said, they come at you in waves. So, yeah, right. I, I would definitely go with St. Cloud uh, taking All right. that series. So now we've got our series. Now we've got Duluth and you yeah. know, We've got two upsets. You want another upset? <laughs> well, I, d- I definitely want another upset. Wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it either. Do I think that they can go up there and win a best of three series against those guys? No. Because we've only won two road games all season long. I think we can win one. Okay. I think we've played well the last two weekends. We played well at Duluth in January. Was that January that we played up there? I don't remember. I don't remember. We only played uh, one series against them, so we don't have right. a lot to lot to work with. Here. See, that's the other thing is, is that I think that we're a different team than the last time they saw us, and so I think the guys are motivated. It's senior season. There's a lot of emotion there. I think they can get one win. Okay. I don't know that they can get two. I don't think so. I think Duluth is good enough, but I will say Duluth wins two. And UNO wins one, and we have to watch a Sunday game. But I could be wrong. I I, I would you know not be that, surprised that, if I'm wrong in that. You know what though? That will probably happen because it'll completely throw off when we record the podcast. So <laughs> so yeah, we'll be recording the podcast at ten o'clock next week after the <laughs> after the third Duluth. We well, have Omaha to come over game. to watch the game then, huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll come over and watch that game. Come over and watch the Sunday game. Yeah. I'm going to say we get swept by Duluth. Two in, two out, huh? Yeah, my apologies. And I know I've been the optimistic all season except for the last two weekends, but I'm going to say we get swept by Duluth. That's why I went first, because I didn't want to feel like obligated. (laughs) Exactly. So I would love it if they got the, you know, if they were able to get out of there with a couple wins. 
and go to the and say, wouldn't that wouldn't that be cool if this was the season they <laughs> they finally get to the neutral site, you know, conference finals. That that would be awesome if it was during a nine win season that we do that. And keep in mind, during the eight win season, they went on the road to Michigan and they took that series to three games. So it's very possible that they do the same thing at Duluth this weekend. Sometimes desire has a way of squeaking something out, right? Yeah, I would love that. So we'll see. Uh, so we've got, I think I saw 7 o'clock starts. Okay. Both Friday, Saturday. Okay. And then if necessary, a Sunday game, although I didn't see anything for, it's just a TBD. No. So and I'm you'll sure. be able to watch those on NCHC TV. I don't know about any, you know. I haven't heard about anyone picking it up locally. So Cox Cable Channel. 3,252. Yeah, I, or any satellite channels. I don't know about that, but it's possible it'll be on something. So, And we'll, if it comes up, you do a nice yes, we always do preview that. blog yes. that we'll have that in. Yeah, we do, a, we do a series preview blog on mapuck.com, and then we'll tweet that out right before the game on the MapPuck Twitter account. So be sure to follow us on those channels. You can also follow us on Facebook. We don't have Instagram yet. Maybe next season. We'll see. And you can find links to all of those on mavpuck.com. So, until next weekend, go Mavs. Go Mavs.